What's good, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to the podcast, and thanks to our sponsor, Stray Stoner. New merch is in. Get your executive productions t-shirts, Switch Masters t-shirts, as well as Farm Race Entertainment t-shirts. Don't forget to check out Stray Stoner's new mixtape, Banging Out the Bushes, available on all streaming platforms, presented by Farm Race Entertainment, and produced by yours truly, Executive Productions. Go to ss96.net and use the promo code SWISHMASTERS to get 30% off on all merch. Thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Switch Masters Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zay, the executive producer. I'm your co-host, Q, the guru. What's up, Zay? What's up, Q? Man, today we have a special guest. Man, some, a lot of things I can say about this guy. Um, friend, brother, entrepreneur, hooper, uh, now coach. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Jay Wright, my guy. Thank you for coming on, bro. Thanks for having me, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so, man, man. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Welcome to the podcast. Feels good to be here. I've been watching y'all lately, and y'all been doing <laughs> some great things. Love the conversation. Yeah, man. Thanks for the support, man. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Man. So, man, uh, like you know, what we do you know what we talk about. We ball. We hoop. Uh, NBA. I mean, by all levels, but. Like I said before, this guy is now a coach as well as a hooper. Um, how's your coaching experience going so far for you? Man, headache, <laughs> headache. When I say that I, I never knew how difficult it, it was to try to reach another individual to, to make them see what I see. But it's been a journey so far. I'm enjoying it. They they starting to listen. We're going coming in on week four, so yeah, they, they have came a, a long way. Good. So what's up, bro? Yeah, uh, Jay. So I know you're a heard you're a hooper. Uh, I know my man Zay is one too. So I know you are too. So tell me, how was the transition from those just being like just a hooper to actually coaching? What were some of the challenges there from that transition? for you the crazy thing is uh, honestly i don't even think it's a transition because because i'm so young um while i'm coaching i get into the mix of it if, if they're not running something right i get out there and show them and um because my coach uh, I, I judge myself off of what my coach did and the stuff that he didn't do so it, i felt like he explained a lot of stuff differently and stuff that i didn't get so I simplified a lot for my players and they grab on it way quicker. So I feel like I'm playing in a game and just having a conversation with my with my students, you know? That's cool, man. So just 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 for clarity real quick, is this your first year coaching or is this your how long you been coaching? This is my first real deal year of coaching basketball for well, you know, for school. Wow. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, um, how you feel about the team so far? Oh, I feel like I feel like we can, we can do it. Um, with okay. school being out the last year and a half because of COVID, um, they they lack a lot of development and um, a lot of unorganized skill sets. You know, so putting that back in play, and also they, last year they had a baseball coach as a basketball coach, and the coach told me he knew nothing about basketball. <laughs> so. When I came to, when I came the first time, I was like this. At trials, I was like this. 
but I, because I, I have an eye for the game, I, I grab some some good some good students. Yes, man, that's wild. Um, I know on top of like going through the pandemic, you also are coaching is uh, junior high, right? Yes. Yeah. So on top of having an irregular school year and things being virtual or they can't go to the gym or all these different things. Uh, you have an age group that's still kind of learning and developing skill sets, their game, understanding uh, different defensive plays, stuff like that. What's been the, I guess, biggest learning curve for your players so far? Defense in space. Um, for some reason, they can't. They don't. They can't get the idea that in order to create a good space for your teammate, or you know, so they can do what they do, um, they try, they be cluttered together. And I'm trying to get them to space out, give one room to work out. Because if you don't give them room to work out, you just running back and forth into each other. Yeah. And, and it's and it sucks because we have not two hours, not two and a half hours after school. We have 53 minutes during school to only practice. We are not allowed to practice after school. That's wild, bro. Yeah. Um, 53 minutes just seems like the warm-up to me. You no, know what I mean? It's, it's not even a warm-up, man, because you have to get dressed. I have to stop a few minutes um, before time for you to get dressed. I have to explain the process and for the last week, I've been fixing jumpers. So, kids who ain't used to shooting consistently, yesterday they have finally started shooting consistently. Yeah, down the line, man. So I'm starting all the way over. We, I was working with premature babies, <laughs> and now they just not starting to eat the whole full bottle of milk. You know, wow, drink. <laughs> That's wild. Man, um, I know you just talked about spacing. That's, uh, I remember, I mean, even when we were in college, I remember like playing pickup and dudes just stacking on top of each other, like three, four dudes on one side of the court and I'm trying to run <laughs> the baseline, but this guy's standing on the block. So I know that's been a challenge, but uh, I'm glad to hear that you're making a lot of pro progress with them as well. Um, I guess, like far as since you mentioned spacing, um, we noticed in the league now in the NBA that the spacing of things is different from how it used to be when we were younger. Uh, more so of like four-one or, or five-out. Uh, what do you think about how the the league is shifted to like a, a bigger spacing with no like bigs inside? And I guess how do you how do you like plan on running like spacing for your team this year? I think, in this my opinion, I think it uh, it loses value um, to the game because so many people want to be stealth. People want to come in the league seven foot one and they shoot just like stealth shooting. You know, like, come on, respect the game. We, ha we have to have some kind of inside play or why was Kareem even playing for? I mean, why was Bill even in the center? I mean, come on now. I don't get it. Yeah, go for it. Good for it. Uh, I want to get back to the coaching a little bit. So can you tell us more about your coach? 
Like you, I know you said, I think you mentioned that he had a huge impact on you. Yeah. So explains the influence um, on you and your style of coaching and your life in general. The crazy thing is the um, the biggest impact my coach had on me was the mistakes he made while coaching me. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. And I say that was because me and me and Zay was on the same team. Um, they have an eye for different guys. We didn't have a big school. So I was a, I'm six three, and I was the tallest one on a, on the team. I played center, and my coach realized what I could do late on late in the first season. Um, he started switching me to the four, then he switched me to the three. And that's when I started taking big men off of the, um, you know, from the line, shooting threes because no one was faster than me at that position. And he took advantage of that. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Something. So, so yeah, so you, so you basically said you learn from the mistakes and you just make sure you don't make them or just improve on some of his methods, right? And, and how he connected with us, with us, like um, his connection. Um, I take okay one one example. We have we had two shooters on our team who supposed to be shooters, right? Um, one game we were playing Quitman County, and I was I was hot. I had just dumped the ball. Game start. People wanted to fight and everything. And then um, I started stepping. Soon I come from half court. Two dribbles in, and I started landing real, and I was scoring, and I shot two in a row. And when he hit timeout, and he told me, "We don't need that," you know, like <laughs> these same guys shooting, but they missing, and I'm making a shot, and you telling me that we do not need that. So fast forward to the playoff, since uh, he told me that in a previous game, playoffs came, and when he when I came to that same shot. When he gave me the ball, instead of shooting it, I passed. And we lost the game, but at the end of the game, he came to me and said, Jay, that's your game. He said, those were, those were your shots. I'm like, what What you mean? You told you stopped me from shooting at the previous game. Now I realize that maybe he meant what he meant that, hey, save him to an important game or something, but he didn't explain that. If he had some kind of intention, he should have explained it to me so he wouldn't kill my spirit. So he killed my spirit. So I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Yeah, man. Just based on that whole <clears throat> interchange, that whole exchange alone, I like I don't blame you at all. Just a, the lack of inconsistency in the communication there. That's you it. Know, it definitely could have been better. So that's one key thing that you mentioned that you bring to your team. You know, the communication. What your what skills you actually help them develop right now. So for sure. That. What's the next skill? Yeah. Yeah. The crazy thing is, um, what I learned when I was young that the best thing you can do um, while trying to learn how to play basketball is to think yeah. about it. You have to think about it. And um, you can have the best player who have all the skill sets, but if he can't use his head on the floor, he's no good to nobody. He can only go so far. So um, mm -hmm. I take the time with my guys and get them to think about the game. And we walk through sessions and let them explain to me what's going to happen, what you, what should you do, and in that moment. Man, I wish Ben Simmons got that advice. <laughs> I don't, in my opinion, in my opinion, that's the only opinion of me. That's it. All right. Anyway, oh, uh, so 
What is there a coach that you admire in the NBA at all? Or now? Yeah, right now. Or it could be in past too. Any coach. Now I would say, you know what? I don't know right now because I haven't watched them this year. Um, but in the past, it was Steve Kerr. Uh, because it's Wrong. to me, he coaching wise, he brought um, his skill set from when he played instead of trying to do it a different way. But sure. other than that, nah, no. I like that. Um, yeah. Steve Kerr, obviously, coming into a, a very great situation with Steph and Clay and Dre. Uh, he had a, a good franchise, but he didn't just ride off of his talent. He was able to. I think that's the thing about Steve Kerr that's kind of underrated is that he's very easily able to relate to his players um, yes. coming from a basketball background and not just a, a, oh, I tell you what to do, go do this play. More so like understanding situations and scenarios, uh, playing with obviously the GOAT, in my opinion, Michael Jordan. <laughs> You're um, right. <laughs> learning a lot about different scenarios and where the ball should be, trying offense. Um, something else that you said about like walking through things with your players, different sets, different sets, different situations, and letting them explain what they should do in situations um, makes me think of like a, a Kobe Bryant type thing, like a Mamba mentality, going through different situations, different scenarios and pushing them and allowing them to think about it is really gonna be able to benefit your guys, not just like now, but for the rest of, if they wanna have a basketball career, that that's really big. And I'm uh, I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. Um, I guess for me, it was like, there was something that our coach wasn't really a keen to doing. He was more focused on, oh, this guy's the best athlete that we have. This guy's supposed to be the best shooter and not really taking the time to develop each guy. And I know that with you starting at like junior high, that's going to be big for the time to come. And that's going to help them open up their mind as well as being able to condition their skills. So that's awesome. I want to go back to one more thing about um, culture. So funny thing that happened to me yesterday. Um, yes, I'm the assistant coach for the girls also. Oh, okay. um, so the girls head coach was out yesterday. So um, she wanted me to work on some stuff she uh, I work on the boys with because she she liked it or whatever. And she said she had her girls doing shooting drills. I'm like, okay, they have to shoot so many shots. You know, like, um, and I came in the gym, I said, and I told them to work on their shot because I want to actually see it. And I like, how you supposed to shoot? I don't want you, I don't want to change up anything. I don't know how to shoot. We just do shooting drills. I'm like, why are you doing shooting drills if you haven't been shown the proper way to shoot? I spent 15 minutes showing 17 girls how to properly shoot the ball. And when I say, when we went around and they went to shooting consistently, they were so happy and told me they need me in the gym every day um, <laughs> because they never shot that many times in their lives. Wow. <laughs> so it's you, wow. you have to show and explain before you expect them to do it. And like I said, I started all the way over. Yeah. Especially with the break from COVID as well. You know, you got to get that. It's like you're playing catch up a little bit. Right. Close the gap too. 
you know, between players who actually probably know a little bit about the game and those who really don't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something. It's a blessing, man. I mean, you have to really think about it. Um, I guess when you said the baseball coaches coaching basketball, they don't really know how to develop a skill set or a proper jump shot. Uh, look at like look at some of these guys in the league. You can tell who's been skilled and been able to develop a, a game and not just like base it off of athleticism. I think me and Q touched on it couple episodes ago about there are athletes or there are players like basketball players and then there are hoopers and like what you're doing is like making them hoopers because you can't tell somebody like you said go shoot the ball and they don't even know like proper form of or or you know timing rhythm all these things you have to like practice and learn so that's that's huge man um yeah i'm just like Taking it back, <laughs> right? Like how, right. how fifteen minutes made a huge difference in their uh, approach. Like, huge. like I think we uh, we joked about Joel and B like a few episodes ago about like how when he was fourteen in the ninth grade, he was you know he's seven, he was still mm-hmm. tall, but I remember seeing this video. He dribbled the ball on a fast break behind the backboard, looked around, was like, oh, I'm. Almost out of bounds, threw it back, turned the ball over. To now, he's in the league and he has a two hundred million dollar extension. So two hundred and seven, right? <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, well deserved though. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, being Simeon, on the other hand, they. I hope Minnesota work up, work some out, and get him or something because he's. Minnesota. Um, yeah, they, they trying to get him now. This the only team who has an interest in being Simeon. But his they he, they want too much for him. It's a high asking price. Um, yeah, I, the I don't know. everything. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm trying to get some sense of what you got for James Harden. If that's the case, that's not going to work. It's going to be a lot. Um, a, another one I've been hearing, or a lot <clears throat> of people say this should happen, is that they should do Ben Simmons and a bunch of other people for Damian Lillard. And I, I don't see that happening. But if it was to happen, Dame, Joel Embiid, um, Tobias Harris, I wouldn't mind that. That would be that would be interesting. But I, I don't know. I don't see how it would happen. As a Dame fan, if a trade comes out with Ben Simmons, I would be disrespected. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it has, they would have to throw some some cold players out and some some real deal cash. Yeah, and some future first. Yes, a couple of oh, you. Yeah, you right. A few, a few. Yeah, they Dame definitely deserves a few. I get that. Definitely want to Dame and Ben straight. That'd be that's definitely disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> that would be a lot. You have to throw Ben Simmons and the whole house. You know, the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I also heard that he's wasn't going to stay in the running a little bit for Ben Simmons at first. What they also inquire about that. I saw Golden State. I think I saw the Minnesota thing. 
Um, and then I just saw the rumor mill about Dame, but um, I, I hear that Golden State keeps trying to like package Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman and like a bunch of other draft picks to to do that. And it's not working. I, I don't know. I feel like you know how I feel about Wiggins. We talked about that, um, but Wiseman still kind of a wild wild card to me. I, right. I wouldn't necessarily. Just, just throw them away, you know. I think he at least, right. I think Wiseman needs at least two years to prove himself because he he did a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's a, yeah. Uh, so if Dame does go to Philly, where are you? Do they contend with the Nets? Where you see them in the East? Say they do get Dame, and they say they do keep and be and Tobias. Are they really contenders for the Nets and the Bucks? Mm. Ah. I it's think hard. I'm gonna say no. They will go to the playoffs, hard. but no content, no real contenders. It's it's tough to say. Uh, the Nets are are stacked with three of the best ISO players in the league. Right. Uh, yes. I don't know. And I'm still trying to see how the chemistry is going to be when all of them healthy. We yeah. got a glimpse of it. This is still just a small glimpse, though. It wasn't really a good sample size yet. Yeah, that was crazy. They put that team together, and they basically played out of the 80 games they played, with playoffs included, maybe 20 games together, if that. Mm-hmm. And if we, if, if they were, I mean, they were pretty successful when they were together. No doubt. So if we get a whole season or at least most of the season with them, I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda nervous for my heat right now, but I still believe in us. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Speaking of teams, uh Jay, what's your favorite team? My favorite I have no favorite team at the moment. Okay. My favorite team was the Celtics, but once Ray Allen retired, I stopped claiming team. Oh man. All right. It's kind of like me with uh, with D Wade. Um, reason I became a Heat fan, mm-hmm. and once they went to Chicago and Cleveland, I was I'm I'm still a Heat fan, but I was I was rooting for the Bulls for a minute. You know, him and Jimmy out there uh, didn't work out, but I'm glad he got to come home. So I feel you on that. Love Ray back in the Miami days. So. And nothing's wrong with that, but as, as soon as you tell somebody, hey, this is my favorite team, oh, your favorite team right here, but they traded him to this team now. They're like, oh, you bad bandwagon, all that stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just oh. following my player. <laughs> right, right. I get that too. I, uh, OKC is my favorite team for the longest. And then after Russ, yeah, I've been following Russ ever since he was traded. Like, I followed him to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Follow him with the Wizards. Now he's in LA, so I'm keeping track on him. Although I'm still like a fan of OKC, but that's that's just me personally. Yeah. So I get that though. But, um, how does it feel coaching a bunch of students who feel that LeBron James is the GOAT? Man, um, I'm uneducated. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I tell a lot of them do they re- research and what makes it so bad we got a guy who his name is LeBron his first name is LeBron and I was like 
LeBron the second. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Not the second coming. Okay. All right. But we we working. We working. But I mean He's definitely not go. I mean, I'm just kind of surprised by that. Even with the last dance, I thought that would have shown a lot of people, you know, because that kind of opened my eyes a little bit to MJ. Because, you know, I was like, dang, man, you're right. nice. And I, was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, I can see that now. So, yeah, I was like, then I was like, okay, yeah, MJ, definitely go. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm surprised they didn't really sway a lot of the younger players. Even the NBA, they're still saying some young players saying LeBron over him. Yeah, some young players are ignorant to the fact that MJ even exists. But they ain't, they, they they haven't researched it for themselves or watched hardcore classic. Good point. Or look at any other stat. You know what I mean? It is yeah. there, and what make it so bad about it? They they don't know he left the game and came back and dominated. Who leaves the game? Stop doing hard NBA workouts and comes back and still wins three championships. Go fifteen <laughs> seasons and yeah. Le- what LeBron is in his eighteenth season. It's gonna be his his nineteenth season. Nineteenth, nineteenth. Yeah, okay. See, it's crazy. crazy. Years, it's crazy. But. The last dance was obviously I loved it. Um, MJ, I mean, we were born in the '90s, so we didn't get to see him like in some of the Wizards. Yeah, or hey. some, even then, <laughs> look, we're not going to talk about the Wizards. <laughs> hey, MJ, I'll take MJ Wizards over some some guys. Uh, that's all right. I'm saying. But um, okay, we uh, we got to see like the tail end with obviously the Wizards, but. Yeah, I still remember growing up and seeing uh, young MJ in the '80s and seeing how how he ch- kind of changed basketball culture with Jordans and like just the style, the tennis necklace, the you know the flair that he played with, the reverse layups. Um, MJ to me is like probably the reason I want to always like figure out how to dunk a basketball. Like seeing Space Jam stuff like that was what. Well, I was like, oh man, basketball is like the best thing in the world. Best yeah, sport. So his mentality overall, and to do it in a thousand and seventy-two games, and LeBron is on is you know thirteen hundred right now, and MJ played mostly every game through sickness and everything. Come on, and he accomplished all of it. Yeah. Yeah, going match was that's what be like if he kept playing. No, he right. didn't stop. Every period, it would have been crazy. He might have had instead of six Eight. rings, seven. <laughs> oh, there were definitely, you know, Scotty took him there. I know he, no, MJ. And they would have gotten the extra boost that they needed. Um, what was that, 90, 94 when they got put out by the Knicks or, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the GM played a big part of him coming back too, and they breaking up the team. That's it's just it was just wrong, man. Yeah, watching man. last and seeing all that, I was like, man, that's that's tough. It was so much that we didn't realize was going on behind door, like closed doors with all of that. The GM, yeah. the issue with Phil, um, Scotty Pippen not getting paid. I was, yeah. I wouldn't play either. 
how that was that was baffling to me. How yes. how this dude is number two in the league. Basically, Basically, number two in the league on both ends of the floor, and he, he he's getting chump change compared to average players, right? At that time, right? The only thing is, they ain't really paint him the most positive light in that uh documentary, you know, because they really made sure to highlight, you know, how he took himself out of the game, you know, because Phil didn't draw the play for him. And things like that. And then Scotty nowadays, he's I don't know if you guys remember, he was promoting this book that he wrote, said some questionable things, and to promote it, he said also said some questionable things. So I don't know. <laughs> Scotty. It's tough, man. <laughs> yeah. Um Scotty recently um made some claims and uh it was all for good, you know, promo and he got it, but I haven't done my research enough to know the facts of everything, but um, a lot of stuff about Phil, about the team. And him, Phil being racist. Come on, man. That too. That too. That I was, hmm. But he didn't, well, in my opinion, Pimpin didn't understand what it was. I, I get what he was saying, but he, this, it had nothing to do with race. Hmm on the floor towards him. Yeah. yeah. But then again, um, basketball or NBA is marketing and it's a business and they can put on any face under them suits and whatnot. As long as they get the job done and get the wins, hey, you get your respect. That's right. So, uh, so Jay, so who do you think is going to win the finals this year? If all, if everybody's healthy? Everybody's healthy. You don't have to worry about injury concerns or nothing like that. I'm, I'm, I can't make that, um, that I can't make that claim because. Well, first of all, first all, yeah, like you know, those, I would say the Nets because the Nets they getting pretty stacked. They okay. getting pretty stacked up, but the Lakers they they add some pieces too. Um, but you I don't think the Lakers are too old. <laughs> I think, uh, if anything, wisdom will help them get that championship for anything. Ooh, good point. So, good point. But think yeah, about I was, it. I was, I was just, I'm just saying, um, LeBron, I mean, don't get me wrong. I respect him um, and everything, but he's a smart man. And he's been smart to uh, stay on the top for so many years that um, he's not going to go out without winning any more chips. If the Lakers were to win, this would be chip number five for LeBron. Um, it would be the first for Russell Westbrook, for Carmelo Anthony. Um, Man, that'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I, I, that's why I want them to win because of the people they didn't put on the team. Man, right. Melo is he needed one with Iverson with with the Nuggets that year. Yeah, I um. Carmelo is my second favorite player. If I had ever disclosed that uh, after D-Wade, he's he's a guy I've always like looked at his game and be like I want to shoot the mid range like Melo, pull up, post ups, like all of it. Um, I, he's very to me very deserving of a ring. Um, there's always been this like what if of back you know the infamous draft of 
LeBron, Melo, Chris Bosh, the O3 draft. If Melo would have went to the Pistons and they had Chauncey, they had Rasheed, they had Rip, they might have won more multiple championships. Um, what do you what do y'all think about the pot like if that would if that scenario would occur and, and Melo goes to the Pistons instead of the Nuggets, do they win multiple championships? Do they what what happens? Back to back. Yeah, of course. Hands down. They got defense and offense on their side. Man. And that scenario, Melo be coming off the bench. And Melo will be just tearing everybody up. Right. So, yeah, that's no that's no question to me. Even against Prime Kobe and Shaq. Like they were still. Man. That would be crazy. That's just a that's a crazy whatever scenario though. That that's that's like the biggest question mark on his career if he would have went to Detroit right. instead of Denver. Even still, he went to Denver and balled out. And some people argue that he should have got rookie, rookie, rookie of the year that year instead of LeBron. But they both had phenomenal rookie seasons. Um, I didn't even think about like this, the team that Detroit had that year and how Melo probably would have, he probably would have came off the bench. I didn't think about that. Well, you got, he would have come off the bench, bro. You got Johnson. Yeah. You got Rip. You got, you got Tayshaun Prince. You got Ben Wallace. And ben Wallace, yes. So yeah, it would have been like six men off the bench. So he could have probably won work of the year and six men, not a thing. You know, the mistake that I think that a lot of young great players make is um, when they first come in the league and they prove themselves their first year or whatever, and they get this long extension. I think that messes them up because most of the time the GM don't care about adding another piece to, for you to win a championship. They just want to be in a playoff talk most of the time. And uh, they these guys, they 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 stay in a prime with the same team when they could have been left, you know, just because of the money. That's good. So you, you seem to be more of a supporter of the player empowerment, right? Right. Yes, sir. I get that. Thanks. Yeah, I get that. And uh, that really changed with like LeBron, for example, because he, you know, him leaving the Cavaliers is really big at that time. And to orchestrate, you know, going to the Heat with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, that was really big back then. And so he's, a lot of people really point to him for being like kind of a key role in this. And, you know, even when he went back to Cleveland, he signed, like, two-year deals. So it was still in his power to, like, opt out. Yes. A lot of other players follow suit with that. Like, smart. Why recently, right, with the opt-out and doing things like that. Now, I really think it's a smart move. Oh, yeah. You but, if you're, but if you're a GM or something, you're probably thinking, man. <laughs> but it's good to get them on, keep them on their toes. So, you know, you really need, you really need to be trying to win instead mm. of just being, just of just selling. Right, worry about the money or whatnot. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I like you said, LeBron kind of started that shift of players being about the business more so than just taking. Oh, you want this deal? Sure, whatever. We're going somewhere else. Um, being able to control your fate is just like what the GMs and these organizations do anyway, because. Think about it. You're you're the talent. You're the the money that that's coming in. So the organization is benefiting off of you. Why shouldn't you make a decision that works for you, you and your interests and your family or whatever? 
instead of just taking, oh, you want this extension and we're losing, I'm not going to add any pieces. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Right. And being able to control the business is something that I'm seeing like a lot, not just in the NBA, but multiple industries in the in, in the US. So I think it's a great trend and, and being able to decide your fate and and empower yourself is gonna be big for how the future is shaping up to me. Not to shy away from it, but I had a question for both of you guys. Okay. What do y'all think about Monte Ellis working out for the Mavericks? Did y'all see that in the news? Monte worked out? Monte Ellis, Isaiah Thomas, and Lance Stevens. They, they include Monte in that workout. Yes. Monte Ellis. Yeah, Lance Stevens. I love Monte. <laughs> Absolutely. Monte Ellis from uh he's he's from Jackson. And he was another one of my guys I played close attention to when in the Warriors. The, the dude could ball. And I don't remember what happened, but I think the last time he was was yeah, Indiana. And then Pacers. like he was just gone. And I was like, Okay. He he wasn't like hurt or anything. He just like they Got didn't sign him. Yeah. So I was so like, I, I love that. And I, I was like, is he? I thought he had retired because I hadn't heard his name in so long. But then I saw that I was like, Monte working off for the Mavericks, and he's been there before too. Mm-hmm. I, that would be if he's still you know Monte and able to contribute. He doesn't even have to give you like over fifteen a game. You can give him right. a ben- a roll off the bench because you got Luca. Exactly, two hundred and seven million <laughs> man, right there, a walking bucket, a walking Literally. triple double. Yes, uh, I love that. Uh, if they could, if they sign one, one of those guys, and um, Monte Ellis, that would be perfect. Bring him in off the bench, give him a couple of touches, let him go ISO, let him go and pick and roll, whatever. That would be great. I love it. Yeah, same here. I thought the same thing you man. I thought he was. I ain't know. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. He been he he was in my A for a long time. Right. He started yeah. playing in 2016, 17. Yeah. Something like that. You you think he'll be up for the NBA level still? It's been some years. That's uh, that's my only question. Um, it's been a, a a decent gap of time, but um. If he, you know, signs a deal with the Mavericks or anybody, I would love to see him play because I feel like when he stopped playing, he wasn't he wasn't necessarily trending. He wasn't his his peak self, but he wasn't. I'm not able to con- to contribute to an NBA team. He wasn't at, at that stage. So maybe it's like rest or this like time away from the league is you know giving him rest and he's able to come back and be Monte. All right, I think he took a mental break. Yeah, good point. True. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to see him. Yeah. You also mentioned uh, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I was just about um, to say that too. Yeah. I I don't know if y'all keep up with like pro am, but in the summer I'm I'm watching Jamal Crawford crossover league and uh, different summer leagues. Isaiah Thomas is back. Yes. Um, he dropped 81 in the Drew League. In the Drew League. <laughs> Man, um, I watched the video and he had—he just was so emotional about it. 
And it's just like, it kind of was like, dang, I, I feel for you because this dude dropped, he, he in Boston, 2016, 17, one of those, this dude was, was an MVP candidate. Yes. And as soon as he got hurt, just like turmoil, everything just like started to fall apart. And then him like taking all these different little signings then being out for a couple of years. And now seeing him do that, 81 points is 81 points. Yes. Period. In any league. So exactly. to see him back at that level and then seeing his reaction of emotion and saying they they, they forgot about me. me. They gave up on me. It's, it's crazy to hear. Crazy Perfect. to see. But I hope that someone is smart and signs him because this dude, I think he can easily give you 15 to 18 still on a good night. Yeah. And he brings that energy that, I mean, he's, he's small NBA wise, but he brings the energy. And for him to say they gave up on me, man, it hurt me because once he got injured, he switched from six teams just like that. And if he would have never got injured, he would have stayed with Boston. Boston probably would have gave him an extension. Yeah, but they gave up on him. Man, imagine if you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Amber. Imagine if. Another what if? If Isaiah Thomas doesn't get hurt, or if he comes back sooner and is healthy and is at that MVP level, and then you have a blossoming Jason Tatum and a blossoming Jalen Brown, and you have Marcus Smart, like that Celtics team will be a lot different than what they are right now. And I am I think they got Tatum and Brown. They, they're a great duo, but having that type of talent mm-hmm. would be, and they, I mean, they were making Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. pretty much each year with Isaiah Thompson. He got hurt and they they might've made a, a finals if, if he didn't get hurt. So I, I hope to see him playing again in the league. So, and that goes to show how much a team or a franchise cares about a player because if Isaiah Thomas was a Kobe Bryant or was a LeBron James, no way that team would have gave up on him that quick. Yeah. Kobe tore his Achilles. Nobody really comes back and prospers from that. The Lakers stayed with him because of the name. Think about it. Because his name was Kobe Bryant, the Lakers weren't going to let um, the Pacers or anybody else come and scoop him up. Yeah, just to make money for him, just being a name. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's a good point. <clears throat> good point. Good point. I uh, I just still looking back. I just still hate how that whole situation with Celtics turned out with it. Because remember, he played through. I think it's what was his sister. Sister. His sister still played. That game, playoff game, I think, and uh, the injury too, and playing through it, and still, I was like, man, and to not pay him, and instead trade him, trade him for a guy who then leaves the next year or two, and didn't they even play that much, right? So yeah, I just hate that whole thing for it. I really do. Yeah. Love, love 81 points though. Like, keep going, IT, man. Oh, yeah. That was oh, awesome. yeah. He, 
And he missed out on a big payday because of all this mess, man. Yeah, like he he deserves his money, like for everything he did, at least for that season. Right, he was the MVP candidate. I think people forget that. Yes, he was the MVP candidate. He averaged (laughs) thirty. Yes, and he was dealing with issues on and off the court, family wise. You know, you know how much that messes a person up mentally. Still go out and play. Exactly, and play well. So yes, man, I remember that. I was like, "Dang, mind you, he's shorter than all of us." Yes, exactly. (laughs) Playing at that level—that's that's that's big. But uh, man, yeah, shout out Isaiah Thomas, man. Uh, I I really hope to see him. If Dallas gets him, that'll be dope. They get Monte, like one of those, either any of those guys. Oh yeah, Uh, Lance Stevenson as well. That would be big. I think LA was thinking about getting it too. So. Nice. Never know. Man, LA is going to try to get everybody. I, I'm convinced. <laughs> they are filling in on this um, one-year <laughs> deal, two-year deal with people. Right. Absolutely. And along with Nets, the Nets, I think, got, what, $40,000 um, of free space now? <laughs> million dollars? I mean, mm. yeah. I um, Who was it? Nets. That give you another... Uh, presence off the bench. He can come in and contribute easily. Uh, another guy that can create his own shot. And you can give like a James Harden, Kyrie Irving, a rest at the point slash two spot. Yep. And you add some depth. You know what I mean? You got Patty Mills over there. I, yes. It's crazy. The, the net looks like a all-star team. The, the first starters and, and the bench players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Um, if we get a Lakers Nets championship, I still pick the Lakers. <laughs> I, I still pick it. the Lakers to win that. I, I can't. I, I can't say. Win. Yeah. Yeah. I think for both of us, the X Factor is AD. Yes. Nets don't really have anybody to match up with him on the defensive side. That's the only thing with Nets for me, the defense. James Harden has been a better defender in recent years, but Kyrie. You know, I still kind of spoil him a little bit, especially how Russ is trying to go at it, go to the rim. And they, I think the Lakers got just a little bit more on their side. Right. And uh, Lakers trying to bow, bow on uh, DeAndre Jordan contract with the Pistons right now. Yep. Uh, and another big man with uh, a defensive mindset. He yeah. can... Catch lobs, it'll be it'll be big for them. Yep. Lob City uh, over there now. Yeah. For real. Um, so yeah, I think one of the last questions for real. So like if say LeBron does win, uh he will have five rings at this point. Um will he be like Closer to the goal, or not, or if not surpassed, Michael Jordan. Absolutely not. Okay, so okay, I figured that. So if he <laughs> says he's not, what is what can he? What could he do to possibly surpass Michael Jordan? Is there anything at all he could do? Um, this has nothing to do with it, but enter the dunk contest. Uh, show me you still got it. Um, be, get, get a couple more scoring <laughs> scoring titles while being 30, 30 plus years old. 
um, scoring title, win at least three more championships because, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with it. If, if he gets a couple more scoring titles and he wins a couple more championships, then we'll talk. Man, and because he's he's averaging answer. what twenty seven points a game, and um, MJ averaged thirty for so, his career. Yeah, for the, exactly in a thousand game, and LeBron you sitting on thirteen hundred right now, buddy. <laughs> Eighteen season. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. a that's a tall asking price. I don't see LeBron doing all that. A couple more titles, a couple more scoring titles, and, well. and on. T- on top of that, MJ, every championship he won, well, his team won. He was the MVT, M- MVP of the game, hands down. LeBron only been the MVP of the game, what, twice or three times? Oh, it's my league MVP. Okay. No, no I'm talking about um, the Honestly. finals. Yes. Okay. He's been, uh, I think he's Was been he finals MVP each time. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Four times. Yeah. Yeah. Each time so far, yeah. And I say I do say this. If the Lakers win this year, I think it'll have to be AD. And AD will have to win finals MVP. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yeah. I got so one more uh, one more question. Uh, Ray Allen, your favorite all-time player, right? Yes, sir. So, I guess, like, being a hooper, what about Ray Allen inspires you as a player? I was well, I, because I paid attention to him so much. He was so smooth. Um, when he was younger, um, he he had a shot, but his shot wasn't really there. Like it, like it transitioned to. But he would come in and dunk on you. Um, but then he graduated and left and came to. Oh, I'm a shooter. Um, when when y'all need me, I'm there. Type stuff. And just his smoothness. You you didn't know what he was gonna do, but I mean, he's Ray Allen. I mean, to me, he's a, he won. He he ain't the goat, but you know, he's just my best best player hands down. I'm not mad at it, man. Um, Jesus Shuttlesworth. That's it. Uh, he got game. Great movie, bro. Spike Lee did his thing. Denzel Ray. I love it. Um, but I agree with you. Like super smooth, even. In his early days with the Bucks, um, he wasn't known for the lethal shooter that he is at that right. point. But I think people only remember him for like Boston and maybe Son- Supersonics days when he was just mad shooting. But starting off, he could do it all. He yes. he get to the rim. Yeah, he has handle. Um, still could shoot, but the athleticism was there, and then just became crazy from the three-point line corner three automatic every time um great looking jump shot just very under control i, I love ray allen too so um his, that's dope bro his skill set this that's one of the only players that i can just look at and see him shoot every single time and his form never changes his fingers are always on point even when he misses his fingers are always still on point yeah Ray Allen's also uh, starting a coaching job this year in Florida. Ooh, nice. From prep school. I saw that uh, a couple weeks ago. So, shout out to Ray, man. Exactly. Doing your thing in retirement. Come on. Come on out of there, man. Coaching the Suns. 
Exactly. And you know what? We're starting to see a lot. I'm surprised he didn't come to the NBA with that. We're seeing a lot of players who exiting out and becoming coaches now. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, maybe we'll see him on the NBA level. Steve Nash, on the other hand, I don't know what he be doing most of the time, but hey. <laughs> I mean, when we, we have Kevin Durant, I mean, there there it is. You got it. Right. <laughs> but it's it's like um it's like the players who's becoming the coaches, they getting these teams where they got a leader on there and the leader's calling the shot. And it started with LeBron with Tyloo. Tyloo didn't run that team. Mm. LeBron ran that team. If if something happened and LeBron didn't agree with it, you are traded the next day uh, <laughs> or something. I mean, come on now. Uh-oh. Yeah, I remember that first coach they had. What's it dude? I don't know his name. Uh, David Black. Yep, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. He was he was out. I don't know how Quick. much time he had on the job, but yeah, <laughs> quickly she was gone. If I, if I don't like you, you gone. Oh, we gonna do we gonna do man. No, I want to do two three. I don't like him. get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean. 2016, it paid off, I guess. They got Ty Lue and they won a chip for Cleveland. Cleveland, but whatever. Exactly, but the thing is, think about it. What have Ty Lue done since LeBron left? I mean, he looked so good with the Clippers this past year. But honestly, well, he helped the Clippers get to conference finals for the first time. Did, <laughs> did he help the Clippers or it was already there for the Clippers? He just came. I'm gonna say that he rallied the Clippers because they lost Kawhi. That's that's you got to give him that because you only yeah. had Paul George, who at the time we, was, we still had like, okay, is he gonna be Paul George the All Star? Is he gonna be Paul George in the in the bubble? Right. And he showed up, so that was yeah. part part of it. But also, Ty Lue was able to rally them, and I think that once they get Kawhi back and whatever other moves they make. It'll be interesting. I'm not going to say they win the championship, but oh, no. it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. He, he probably played a role in the development of uh, Terrence Mann, too. Yeah, you know what? I didn't think about that. You're right. Because Terrence Mann was really doing it. I don't remember like, on the docks, you know, but he really flourished in the Tyloo last year. He, Man, he was a player. We all saw now. So he did a little bit. <laughs> but I definitely see what you're saying with the, with the Brown. The, the Brown, he really called the shots. On that Cavaliers team. Oh, yeah. Let's see if Tyler does anything with the Clippers. LeBron's the boss, but uh, <laughs> Tyler yeah. and Terrence Mann, mama that goes there, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, did you did you like that Ray Allen went to the Heat? Yes, I did. Uh, because, honestly, uh, I think as a player, he, he went to the team where he could help out the most and his possibilities of getting a championship um, were there. Because when you're older and you know you can't move how you can, you, you're not shooting like you used to shoot, um, you're going to go where your possibilities are at a high percentage. And uh, I think LeBron did a good job in convincing him that, hey, this is where you want to be at type of stuff. He, he felt it and he knew it. All he had to do was come in clutch. That's all. You don't have to average 20 points or 30 points. Just oh, no. come in when we need you. And he did. Yeah, he's definitely needed. Yeah, he 
Still one of the biggest shots. Yes. When, when they thought the game was over with, people was walking out the stand. Right. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. South Beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, some people some people do say that he Ray Allen really did literally save LeBron's career. Because if he yeah. did go out like that, he probably wouldn't be seen as he is today for sure. Not at all. Cause his percentage in in the finals, nah, it would have went right. down. Yeah, it would have been like what would have been like one and two at that point. So that, that would have been bad. Bad. So yeah. So yeah, Ray Allen, shout out to him. Yeah, hope hopefully nobody forget about him. And I hate that Reggie Miller didn't um, you know, get him one, but hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's one player. I, yeah, there are, there are, there are a few players that don't. I always got a chip. Richie Miller, definitely. Um, Allen Trump Iverson, yes. Barkley, yeah. Patrick Ewing, Max mm-hmm. Carter. <laughs> oh, exactly. In the sad thing the sad thing about it Vince stayed around long enough to find a team come on man you're right he had all the options in the world man man what did Vince play yeah, Vince was actually still contributing too you know he could he came off the bench shoot a three and shoot yeah. three for you I saw Vince Windmill in dress shoes that type of guy now, you know he can probably still play he, oh, yeah. he absolutely he could sign right now if he wanted to just go to the nest of the Lakers and he's on a veteran he'll be the Jerry Dudley of, of the Lakers or the Nets it'd be veteran experience veteran presence and that's what a lot of people need oh, especially yeah. young guys mm-hmm. I mean he did that for Atlanta though he was kind of like he was obviously the, the biggest yes. vet and kind of helped train them along oh, yeah. the way because yeah. the next year they I mean, they went to the conference finals. So I can't doubt he had an impact on them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. That's crazy, man. Vince played all that time. I don't know. Trey and old Clint. Because technically, T Mac got one, right? No. No. But you didn't have Spurs that year? If, um, if Ray Allen would have missed that shot, T Mac would have Oh, that was that year. I thought, he, I thought it was still on the, the year they, mm-hmm. he was on the team then. Nope. Dang, Dang team. Max. Tracy McGrady is on that list too. Another guy I love his. I, I love watching McGrady highlights, and I wish he would have got a chip, but it wasn't meant to be. What, what there was six points or no, or eight, eight points in ten seconds or something, or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, some crazy with the Rockets. Yeah, thirteen like points 13. in like nine seconds or something yeah. ridiculous. Like that's. Yeah, that's people. Highlight for sure. People forget how good he was. Yes. <laughs> If he wouldn't like him, D Rose. Um, oh man! If if those guys wouldn't have gotten injured, it would be a different league to me. Like T Mac. Oh yeah. He was he was ridiculous. He could do it all. He was to me he was at, at his peak and Kobe's peak. They were they were like this. They were right there. Kobe said so. Yeah. He sure said so. So. T-Mac was a real deal, man. And it, it makes you think, like, I know you can't, obviously you can't run away from injuries, 
because um, LeBron, he, his workout ethic is crazy, and you know it, it it caught up with him this year. But um, it makes you think about what was the players doing? Like, were they really taking care of their bodies the way they were supposed to, or not? You know, because the documentaries that I'm running up on, <laughs> they they live some some hard lives, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh. Speaking of documentaries, did y'all see that Dennis Rodman's getting a movie about his two nights in Vegas? Oh, Vegas's yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Man, you're the movie about what happened in Vegas. Oh. Oh, hey, who's going to play Michael Jordan? <laughs> Not Mike. <laughs> uh, oh, that. Yeah. Um, That's going to be something else. But Dennis, they, they, went like little, they went into a little bit in the documentary. A little bit. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. The show was yes. the family documentary. So Dennis Rodman. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. He need his conversation <laughs> to himself. Dennis whenever Rodman. the That's all I can say. Whenever the coach said, in order for him to perform at his highest, you just got to let him do him. And he, <laughs> you disappear for two, three days to weeks. And then come to practice and act like nothing happened. Outrun everybody still. It's unheard of. They they were built differently back then. Oh, yeah. Like even MJ and Scotty and them. I remember like seeing them drinking beers, <laughs> smoking. Yes, smoking like, cigars. Man, just man, that's a good point. They're able to do all that and then get to now. Different. I, hey. Zay, you remember basketball practice over I mean, Christmas break? No, Thanksgiving break. Once we that first day back, when he say he gonna run a turkey off of you, you felt it. <laughs> Absolutely. So for these guys to be drinking and and smoking and and Dennis Rodman vacation within the exactly. finals, that's just crazy to me. Um, I I definitely think that. Guys take better better care of their bodies now, but back in the nineties and eighties and beyond, it was it was it was a wild time, and they were just built differently. And yeah. also, the drugs weren't you know easily verified back then. So, yeah. maybe I drank a coke, but you don't know what coke it was, you know. So. <laughs> oh, you don't know if it was uh, new coke or. Oh, oh, exactly, exactly. Oh, you man. you wonder why I'm getting up and down the court, getting thirty rebounds and averaging twenty points. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. Yeah, and they, and they played in more physical league back then. Yeah, still hold up with all that. That's another thing too. If Michael Jordan played in a league today. He would he would flourish because in the '80s he had to get past um, Isaiah Thompson and the bad boy. Yeah, they bullied cool. him. He literally had to get stronger <laughs> to, yes. to play against them specifically. Exactly. Now, I mean, the refs bail us out so much. That's why when I play uh, in the games I play, I don't call foul. When I had to yell at my boys because in the middle of scrimmaging. You getting attitudes calling fouls saying, hey, he fouled me. I'm like, hey, the ref is not going to be on your side. So either he, you, when he fouled, you got to play through that. Absolutely. Um, the toughness is very 
much minuscule in, in basketball. Like you see all the flopping and all the acting, the theatrics. And back in 80s, 90s, hand checking wasn't even a thing yet. Exactly. So being able to play through contact is 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 big. And another good good point to make to your players, man. Um, the refs, especially. I mean, you remember how we when we played? Uh, our, we just didn't get calls like that anyway. So at all, we didn't we didn't go into the game looking for a call. Yeah. The coach, the first thing the coach said, "Hey, don't look for any call," and we didn't. When we got when when we got our call, there was a signal of rest. Okay, we get to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man. But um, I think it's last question when we get out of here. But what are your expectations for the season for you guys? My expectation. Uh, I haven't thought about a win standpoint. Um, I just want to see them. I want I want to be able to see that they see the floor and they can think in like um, defense. Like I have to stop the game sometimes, and in the middle of four on four or five on five, I stop the game. We'll do defensive slide because people are not sliding their feet. You grabbing at the ball um, and not boxing out, and it's watching them. They fail back and forth at doing those two things. And in reality, if we box out and if we slide our feet, we'll have so many chances with the ball. The person who has the ball the most, most of the time be the, per- the team that wins. So I'm trying to get them to see that. We have to secure the ball each and every time the right way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a... Uh, I just saw this. So Monte Ellis, he worked out for Houston too. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just saw that. So that'd be. Hey, I hope he he playing somewhere. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. He, he definitely the roster spot in Houston. They ain't got nothing. Really. Oh yeah, they ain't got nothing. <laughs> nothing going on. <laughs> no offense, Houston, but man. <laughs> and um, y'all remember Joe Johnson, right? Joe, yeah, Joe Johnson. He won MVP for the big three. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, Joe Johnson. Joe, bro. He was a he was a beast. Oh yeah, he he was in the big three, killing. Just again, he was and, killing out there. Yeah. So, and you know, he he wasn't bad at all in the NBA at all. He, he could. Yeah, he I think he uh, <laughs> then he started off on a team last year, and then they waived him. Like he was on the Pistons or something, right? Oh, I didn't I, I didn't hear about I that. Know, I didn't know he was. I feel like they he was on the team then they waived him. But I mean I another guy that could easily be yeah. Easily can be out there give you uh ten off the bench or whatever or or get a few possessions per game easily. Uh, I'm saying I know I know um uh, IT um he was on the Pelicans for three games and then you know they waived him and that was the last of him. Yeah. That was yeah. A, yeah, that was his last thing. I thought it was a. Uh, I remember he was with Denver for like. I remember that too. A bit yeah, of right. season. I don't. Yeah, I, don't yeah. I can't remember what year though. Yeah, I think that was. Was that during the bubble year or before the bubble? 
I don't want him, but yeah, you're right. But man, hopefully his players can like come back. Monte, IT, yeah, maybe Joe, because she's doing so. She's doing a lot of good things over there in Big Three. And killing. <laughs> Speaking of players coming back, I know we already talking about him, but um, Aldridge. So oh, yeah. when he come back, like coming from, I mean, with Portland, he was a beast, average, averaging twenty points a game, uh, twenty three points a game. Um, but then he went all the way down to 12. Like, do you think he's going to perform or what? Like, I'm like, dang. Oh, hopefully, he's, he's, if he's fully healthy, man, I mean, he's probably honestly going to average around the 12 because they're on the, the ball can go over so many places on the Nets. So he's, he's, he signed with the Nets recently. So he still got KD. He still got Kyrie and James Harden. Blake Griffin now, too, who's. Yeah. Showed up, so it's tough. I'm not sure there's no ball unless he's coming off the bench, maybe. Oh yeah, definitely. He had to. Comes off the bench, I man. He can probably definitely get you like maybe close to twenty. I don't know what you think, Zay. I think the beauty of this Nets team and Aldridge signing with them is that he doesn't have to give twenty-five a game. He doesn't have. He's when he was in San Antonio and like early on his career in Portland, he was the guy, but. Like I said, you got Kevin Durant, you got James Harden, you got Kyrie. I mean, right. You got a backbone. You got ISO, you got catch and shoot, you got pick and roll. And he can benefit from just coming in, getting a couple of mid range jumpers, pick and roll. He could, I mean, he could come off the bench, give, give you some uh, low post possessions because that's what I like about his game. He's mm-hmm. back to the basket and mid range. Yeah. Um, easily come in and be just that you know extra boost that they need, so that you can give a, a KD a break, and still you have some size. You're not like exposed on the inside because he's he's not um, one of these, I guess, newer bigs where you know he's tall and you know skinny. He's a he's a he's a bigger guy and he can still like muscle you up down low. So I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, all thing is still just the defense. If you did this, though, you know, usually the offense. But you know, he has never been known as a, you know, defensive anchor like that. Yeah. So and also, um, the last time I seen him really play well was when he was with the Spurs. Yes. Like that one year, it was one against OKC because I remember he was going off against OKC that one year, and then suddenly he was just kind of. Stop and disappear a little bit after right. that. So it was weird, but I don't know. I'm I'm happy. I'm an OKC fan. I'm glad because he was killing us in the paint and the mid range. I was like, this dude cannot be stopped. So I've seen the best that he can play, and if he can bring any of the time a bit of that to the Nets, they'll be. Mm-hmm. I the Nets are the best team, period, in the probably in history of the league almost. Just the potential they have offensively is crazy. So with. With, with saying that, with him on his best day and Dame doing what he's doing now and CJ, mm. how far y'all think they would have went? That's all I think, though. Dame was this player back then. But, right. But, yo, if he was, sure. I think they probably at least been in the finals by now. They, mm. they were. I would have loved to have seen Peak Aldrich, 
Dame and CJ. Yes. I mean, and they had Melo last year too. Oh that yeah, would have been yeah. if, if I mean if we throw that into the mix, like the best yeah. version of them. Yeah. Um, I would have. How how old Brandon Warrior would have been? That's another one. Um, if they say he was not hurt either, like he's like, yeah, I'm sure he probably been coming off the bench maybe this time, like, because Brandon I mean, was crazy. If he would have, if he would have stayed healthy, he was one of the craziest shooters in the league. Um, he could do it off the dribble. He could catch a shoot. Um, had good handle. I, I like him a lot too. Um, yeah, he was one. He's one of those players that was whose career was cut short way too early. Way too early. I, I think he had a lot more potential with him than what we got to see. Mm. Yeah, that would be crazy, though. They definitely been in the finals. I think they uh, I think they would have had enough, yeah. I think they would have at least conference finals. They would have definitely won. By, by, by now, by this point, I think they would have been in the finals. I'm not saying this year with the Nets. I'm just saying by the time we got to this point, they would have been in the game. Right. Yeah. So, probably could stop Golden State before they <laughs> down crazy. Yeah. I'm curious to see how they build when everybody's healthy. It's, it's, it's interesting what they'll do because they have enough capital to try to go out and get someone. Or <clears throat> they could probably help one of these pieces work out. But if you're the Warriors, you probably want a surefire thing. So mm-hmm. you probably want to try to package what you can and just get someone because it still has some good draft capital. You know. Is so they got some good players though from these draft from these past couple drafts. They're, they, right. some, they picked well. So we'll see what they can do. But I'm them. You want to try to get someone. But yeah. the thing is, I'm not sure who they can pick up. You probably want a, a player, you want probably want a good solid wing. That's really what they're missing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you add another splash, brother? Or? Uh, definitely want a shooter and defender. I'm just trying to think of what the perfect player would be. Because KD is that ultimate version of that player right. you will want. So I'm trying to think of the next best thing. Maybe you can probably try to get PG if he doesn't want to be in California, LA no more. I don't see that happening. I don't know. PG, he ain't consistent enough for me. Sure, good point. But he he made some good strides last season. I don't know. Who's that next best dude, you know, who can be that for you, the three and D guy? Who doesn't necessarily need the ball to score, you know, because KD can do whatever. I can't really think of anybody. Me neither. It's hard. Uh, Kevin Durant is in a league of his own. Right. <laughs> hey, yeah. is. I just tell yeah. this because Wiggins ain't it. I mean, we all no, know not at all. Wiggins is not it for the Warriors. You need mm-hmm. someone who can. I know there's a player. I'm just not. I would have took a a ball, brother. Then <laughs> 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 Wiggins going there. That was something they drafted him instead. You know, that would been something. But uh, maybe OG? I don't know. OG had potential. I'm talking about this like a 3 and D guy. Oh, you mean um, OG and Novi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Pascal Siakam? Mm-hmm. 
that's the only thing about these two players because they're you know <laughs> ever since like the finals it hasn't really been like you know slow drop off yeah it's been a little slow drop off and it's not really I don't know that'd be something let's see what they do let's see speaking of um, players coming back um, Zay I see y'all getting Olin Depot again yep we oh, signed yeah. Victor um, just need him to get healthy yeah what are your thoughts on Kyle Lauer? <laughs> they doesn't like Kyle Lauer. I, I don't. I don't dislike him. I just. I he doesn't like him. that he's not in. He's not consistent enough for me. Like he'll have a, a all star season, playoffs get here, and and he crash. I, I know mean, exactly. he, he won with with Kawhi, but he to me hasn't really proven otherwise outside of that. Yeah. I take it back. He's not the biggest fan of Kyle Lauer. I feel yeah. Jay, what do you think about Kyle Lauer? I I definitely think that he can't do it by himself. Um, he definitely need a couple more pieces. I'm I'm with Zay. It's like he pick his year. I mean, one year he's up, one year he's 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 okay, but he's not at his best, and then one year he don't show up. I'm hoping that uh, the Miami South Beach culture can. Change him up, uh, get him in tip-top shape. Him and Jim, him, Jimmy and Bam. I mean, I, I think it's a good pairing. I, I think that he has that type of like tenacity about him. You know, he fits the culture. But I just need to see it. I just need to see you give a hundred percent and and give us the best of Kyle Lowry. Right. If you're if you're if your young guys pan out, you know, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Euro, they really, you know show up better especially Tyler Hero he kind of had a drop off last year yeah Mr. Bubble but if he shows up plays well and Oladipo too if he's healthy he could be an X factor for y'all man I I just want to see Victor be that Indiana all-star that he was uh, before his injury like he does that he would like you you saw how he was in OKC and then the next year big difference mm-hmm so if he gets to almost that's one of his body, man, after OKC. Big time. If he gets to close to that, and you got Jimmy, you got Bam, you got Kyle, you got PJ, we got Markeith. I mean, yeah, and I got we, got, we got the two of the best shooters, in my opinion, in the league with Duncan. Tyler had a sophomore slump, but he's going to be in big year three. It's going to be his, his, his real boy wonder year right here. Um, I'm excited, Rising man. Hey, gonna show out. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to take a shot at you, Zay, for a minute. One shot. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler, is he worth 184 mil for a year? Yes. Good question. And what you think he gonna bring for that 184 mil? Yes. But what I think about. Jimmy, the thing is that I don't think that he's going to be a guy that's giving you 25 a game. I don't expect that from him. I don't really even want that from him each game. But his leadership, his work ethic, his defense, his presence are things that when you talk about the the uh, Pat Riley mentality, and the grind in Miami with like Adiwe and, and Brian, that era, like he fits that 
description perfectly to me. And what it is about him, yeah, you're not gonna get uh, a guy that's like a super shooter. And sometimes he's gonna uh, defer and, and pass, which I have like said before, I don't like when he isn't aggressive sometimes. All I need for him is to be aggressive and attack and be that guy and be the leader, even if he doesn't score the most points. His, his mindset, his work ethic, and his like ability to gather the team is more valuable than any like 25 point per game thing with him because we have so much talent and the system that Miami utilizes with getting open shots for Duncan and, and getting Bam in the pick and roll and some lobs. And, and then you add in a Kyle Lord who can give you another 18 points per game. It's gonna be huge. I think that he's he's worth it, and I, I like that he got a great contract. We got. He, I'm happy for him too, uh, honestly, because he worked hard. You know, worked hard to get in the league here, um, but his the outside forces, him coming in and going for these different guys' wives and all this stuff. Is they gonna mess him up on the court? You know, because sometimes we work so hard in the beginning, and once we get there. We get comfortable. And do you think that's gonna mess up his gameplay? Cause he's like, hey, I got this 184 mil. Uh, I'm, I'm locked in now. And does it stop? Or do he keep climbing? I think that Jimmy is so focused that he's not going to settle to, to be less than. Um, even like after the finals, I mean, obviously they took a break, but he, he went right back to work. Um, his workouts are hard during the summer. He pushes himself extremely hard. He pushes his team. Uh, part of why he wasn't in Minnesota for more than a year because the, the team didn't like his mentality. But he fits in with these guys and he has something to prove, I think. So he keeps like that chip on his shoulder. So I, I think that he's just going to keep pushing and pushing. He's one of those guys who's in the gym, locked in like all summer. All right, all right. So, I love it. Okay. Q. Um, yeah. I think um, Kimbo Walker is going to the Thunder. Yeah, he went to OKC for a minute, and then now he's uh, – does everybody what team he's on now? New York oh, Knicks. 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 Knicks, Knicks. What? Ain't no – no, man. Yeah, we tried – yeah, he, uh, we bought him out. And he went to the Knicks. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited so about that. The Knicks have him. The Knicks have also Aaron Fournier. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the Knicks, they made some Strike. moves. If Kimbo's healthy, he can probably help the Knicks a little bit more. A little oh, bit. Man. And, and Julius Randle improved and RJ Barrett improved. They can make some noise in the East. Maybe get to the second round. They re-signed Taj Gibson to a two-year contract as well. So they have another veteran big. Um, so you got D Rose. Got D Rose. You got Randall. Um, I think he's gonna be qu- quickly. Is is he's big time? Yeah. Uh, Obi Toppin. Some players over there. Yeah, they got some players. Man. New York could be Kevin back Knox. In the playoffs again. Kevin <laughs> Knox for now. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, go watch our last video. Um, I have. No sympathy for Kevin Knox. Um, sorry, Man, but 
He fell off three cliffs, in my opinion. But, <laughs> and, um, you know. But yeah, next can make some noise, man. But okay, see, we just still rebuilding right now, testing out these prospects, seeing how they'll be. I'm excited about some of these prospects, though. We'll see how they turn out. your boy Shay. Got Shay. Got know. his money. Big what they need to do is keep Shay. That's all. He's gone for like about five years, so. Yeah. And uh, what's the other guy? The defensive guy, Dort. Blue Dort, yeah, he's he improved as a shooter last year. Yeah, nice. so he uh, so yeah, he's he was impressive. So that's the core right now. Him, Dort, Dort, Shea. Uh, again, we'll see how these prospects worked out and if they extend anybody. I'm excited about Trey Man. See how he'll look like. I'm excited about some of these prospects. We'll see. Josh Giddy is a lot of. A lot of young guys. There's a lot of young guys in the Thunder, bro. Yeah, we're not gonna make noise a little later. You'll see. He'll probably be out of the blue sometime. And I don't think this year be a year. <laughs> Either. I'll be, yeah, probably as, as a Thunder fan, how do you feel about having all of these NBA superstars that didn't <laughs> blossom leave? <laughs> uh man. I, I was the only one that hurt the most right now. Well, I wouldn't say like hurt, but it's it's a bad impact was KD because that was a team we played against, and you left to go. This is like a recurring. Up. This is a recurring <laughs> segment on our our <laughs> podcast. Sixteen Warriors and uh, Thunder. It's this my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, three one to the Warriors, man. Three one. We lose. Uh, Three games in a row. <laughs> and you won't decide to leave and go join them instead of like, we could have probably won. Honestly, we could have won that year if we got past yeah. the Warriors. I would honestly believe that. Um, and then if all you had to do is come back because people don't know this, but if KD would have resigned with OKC, Al Horford was thinking about joining us too. And wow. that was his pickup because back then Al Horford was like was in his beast. prime and he was shoot. Being the Pope's defense, all that. So, man, that would have been nice. But James Harden was tough because I don't know why dude didn't just try to pay him. You know, could just paid him. That would have right. Russ, I don't blame him for leaving. That's yeah, he, he gave too much. Yeah, after uh, after that shot from Dane, I don't blame him. <laughs> I'm done. So, yeah, I don't blame Russ too much. KD's the one that's kind of. It's tough. I still respect KD though. That's why I'm also hyped for this finals if we get it. Lakers and Knicks. Because so many storylines. Russ versus KD. Yes. Versus LeBron as well. Kyrie versus LeBron. Russ versus James Harden. It's like all these little storylines of the past come come together for a seven-game series. That's going to be really nice. I hope we get it. But I think we get it on Christmas Day too, don't we? I would say, don't they got Christmas Day? Yeah, I think so. So we'll first see it on Christmas Day. But what I hate on Christmas Day, sometimes they just don't play the the way you know they didn't have enough time to you know get it together. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see how they are by Christmas, both teams, because are the they Knicks still have to build chemistry as well. Uh, the Lakers, I'm I'm really excited to see how they'll be. But yeah, that'd be nice, man. I'm still following all these guys. I'm still following James, Russ, Katie. 
that's the biggest what if in NBA history for me. Mm-hmm. What if James Harden stayed? Well, the John that just paid in. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest what if for me. Mm-hmm. But yep, Dane Clay Thompson. It's all because of him. <laughs> that boy went off. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes off like that, man? <laughs> all those threes. No. Yeah. <laughs> Excited to see him back this year. Um, saw him working out this summer. He's yeah. he's he's and back. He, I just hope that it's that well, I know the shot's gonna be there, no no doubt. But health health wise, I just don't want it to happen again because so many players get discouraged because they get hurt again and then come back and it happens again and they're like it's the end. Right. I'm 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 honestly I'm scared that if if he get hurt one more time, they're gonna trade him off. Good point. I, don't know, I, mean, see. I wonder how he'd be on defense because before his injury, he was like considered a top defensive player as well. Yes. And with those injuries, I'm not sure he'd be, he'll still have the lateral quickness to be a firmer defender. Right. So I'm wondering about that. He, he can, you know, shoot him. He got that in the bag. He can shoot for years to come. I'm just wondering about the defense now because that was so unique to him as well. That's why he was such a great player, mm-hmm. an all-star level player, because of his defense as well. So, all right, he like what six, six seven, six six, about six seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a multiple multiple position defender. He can guard whoever back then. Yes, guard forward, but now I'm let you just see that part because I know he can shoot. We've seen millions of shooting, so. And what they're going to do about Draymond, because I feel like you need to try to eventually trade, trade him. Trade him. That's why I, like, that's why I was like, him for Ben, change those two out. That'll be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I'm not sure. Because you have to include some other things with that, too, because Draymond by himself is not, you know, include some picks, some young players. And I don't know. You got to get rid of Draymond at some point because he's, oh, yeah. he's still a good facilitator, but he has such a drop-off for these past couple of years. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see what the Warriors can do because they have to, again, they got the capital to make a move. Right. But, yeah. We'll see, man. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to my guy, Jay Wright, for joining us on the Switch Masters podcast. Appreciate you coming, bro. Um, We'll have this out, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere, man. So it was a pleasure, man. Thank both of y'all for, you know, asking me. It's like, this is a big deal. I feel like I'm on television. (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically, I will be, you know. (laughs) It don't happen to a lot of people. (laughs) So thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Good luck this season with your team. Good luck with I hope you have a great rest of your coaching. I know these guys are definitely blessed and honored to have you there for yes. sure. So, yeah, I hope it goes well, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Shout out to y'all. Have a good season, bro. Proud of you. Thank you. All right, y'all. All right, this is Swiss Master Podcast. Catch us on all these different podcast platforms, YouTube, everywhere else. This is Q the Guru signing off. Lead executive producer. See y'all later.